Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Jenny Ron, a registered dietitian who shares her seafoody-inspired coastal life with her family through recipes and food photography. Do you ever just meet a person and click and connect instantly? Jenny is that person to me. We have never met in person, but I feel as if I've known her my whole life. Jenny shares a unique path to dietetics by being interested in health at a very young age, making connections with food by learning from her athletic mom, and navigating her path to nutrition communications and marketing. She currently is an entrepreneur focusing on recipe development with her kids as her favorite sous chefs. Please enjoy my conversation with Jenny. Okay. Well, I am very excited to finally get to meet you semi in person over the podcast and hopefully someday to meet actually in person. But it's so exciting to have you on the air and I'm very excited to learn about your journey in our fabulous field of dietetics. Well, thank you so much for having me, Anne. I know I feel like this has been a long time coming um, and I've been looking forward to our conversation um, for for quite a bit. And yes, hopefully like at Fancy this year, we'll get to meet in person or, you know, maybe even sooner. So um, thanks a lot for having me on today. Absolutely. And yes, Fancy, that's going to be I'm coming. So we have got to meet up for sure. Good. Yes. We'll, we'll plan a date. Good. Coffee or a tea date or a lunch. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I know it's going to take a little bit to dig deep and kind of go back into those first days of when maybe nutrition kind of became on your radar. When did you kind of start your interest in dietetics, nutrition, or health-related yeah. So, um, and we will have to, you know, I'll have to go back many, many years. Um, but it's, it's funny because I've always, I remember being a little kid and, um, you know, in grade school and high school, I was always really interested in health and kind of how food affects our health. Um, which is weird to say, but I, I remember, you know, vividly times of, you know, thinking about, oh, like if I eat this, um, you know, orange after soccer practice, I feel better than, you know, if I eat this t- Twinkie that the parents brought, you know, like I, I remember starting to kind of connect the dots on health um, as a little kid. And I was always really interested. Um, my mom is an athlete and my dad was too, but not so much anymore. But my mom was... Um, not a health nut, but she definitely had, um, you know, nutrition and eating well and feeding us veggies. Um, she had health on the radar, on her radar. Um, and as a child, I remember her, you know, just serving us a variety of, of vegetables. And, you know, she had this, these big, beautiful salads and, um, and she was a runner and is, is still a runner, although now she has, um, quite a bit of, of arthritis, but she all, she loved to be active. And I think she kind of instilled the love for running and walking and, you know, being in nature and all of that with, um, with me and my two younger sisters. Um, so I think my interest really started with her. Um, and my dad, of course, kind of, um, has gone along for, for the ride and he's, you know, definitely not, not a health nut. Um, but you know, he, he actually was in, um, in the food business. He worked for Jakita, um, 
uh, and Heinz and um, quite a few other uh, food companies. So he has a big history um, in the food business. So um, anyhow, so I, I kind of went through school and it's funny because people, um, actually people that I went to, to grade school with sometimes say to me like, Jenny, you're the, you know, I remember you saying that, you know, when you get, when you're older, you want to have a job where you can help people and help them eat well. Um, and, you know, I've had quite a few people come back to me and say, you're the only one that I know that actually has a career doing stuff that you talked about doing you know, way back when, um, no way. that's crazy, yeah, which is, which is kind of cool. And then it makes me think, okay, like maybe I did have, you know, I feel like doctors and, you know, lawyers oftentimes have like, you know, quote unquote calling. Um, yeah. but I really do feel like, um, you know, like, like nutrition is my calling. And of course, you know, being able to, um, help others and kind of inspire them to live healthier lives, uh, a healthier lifestyle is really, um, you know, a true passion and, you know, the more I can help people, the better. But anyhow, so I, um, I was an athlete in grade school and and high school. I was on the soccer team and then I, um, was on the crew team in high school and actually, um, went to, I, I had a couple of, um, colleges, you know, not recruit me, but I, um, you know, offer me no scholarship, but just like, you know, we'd love to have you on our team. And I ended up going to Boston University um, for the crew program. Um, But also because it was near, um, I was living in Cincinnati, Ohio at the time. And I always loved Cape Cod and, and Massachusetts. And I knew that Boston was near Cape Cod, which is sort of ridiculous, you know, one of the reasons to go to school (laughs) nearby there. But um, that truly, you know, went through my high school brain. Um, Don't tell my dad, but, you know, it's true. So um, went to BU. And I should say, I should back up and say that. um, So I, my family, I was born in in Connecticut, um, in Stamford, Connecticut, and we lived in Norwalk, Connecticut for the first five years of my life. And then we moved out to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I was there. Uh, we were there as a family from age five to age 18. And then, um, you know, until I went off to college and they actually moved overseas. But um, that's a, a story for another day. But anyhow, so so I went to BU. I went to Boston University and I, um, you know, was deciding on a major and I, you know, knew I, I had a great interest in nutrition and BU actually has an amazing nutrition program for undergrads. Um, and my ridiculous 18 year old self um, chose not to do nutrition because I would have to take science courses. And I like organic chemistry and chemistry and, and bio, even biology and um you know, biochem and all of that, like scared the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. So I chose to, you know, not not the easy route, but I chose a route that wasn't my true passion. I I, um, majored in psychology and and rode for two years and I quit after, after two years, it was just too much. Um, But I, I, you know, went through and graduated with a major in psychology. Um, and I guess my junior year, um, and I liked psychology, but I knew I never really wanted to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist and, you know, wasn't really sure what the heck I was going to do with that major in real life. Yeah. I think so a lot of I started- kind of feel that way though. Like it looks like a good major, but then you're like, what am I going to do with it? 
Right. Right. Yeah. Like, do you know anybody? I mean, I, I no. guess I know a couple people that they're doing what they studied in college, but not many, right? No, no way. If they did, it's yeah. a miracle. Like they, then they yes. really knew what they were going to do. They didn't have to get sidetracked. So cheers to them, but most right. people change. <laughs> right. I totally agree. But I just like, I guess looking back, it seems kind of like, you know, well, why didn't you know? Like I, you know, I asked myself that, like you could have saved yourself so much time if you, you know, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. So, um, so I, you know, I started thinking about real life, you know, coming towards um, nearing the end of undergrad. And I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? And then I'm like, Jenny, like, why don't you follow what you love? Why don't you do something? Um, follow, follow your true passion, which was nutrition. And, you know, I was always interested in, um, in food companies. And, you know, since my dad worked for Chiquita and Heinz. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, um, I did have quite a bit of curiosity in, you know, these larger food companies. And I started looking around at graduate programs in nutrition. And I found the Tufts program um, at the Friedman School. And I said, Oh, my gosh, this looks amazing. This, this is what I want to do. I want to either work for a food company as a registered dietitian or, I want to, um, you know, be a health writer and write for self or, you know, cooking light or whatever. And um, so I started doing a lot of research into other programs and I said, no, like really the Tufts one looks like a really good fit. And, you know, of course, um, my parents, they were always supportive of, you know, whatever I wanted to do. But, um, you know, they're like, well, don't you think you should have some backups? Um and, you know, you're probably not going to get in. It's a popular program, whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, like, I can't find anything else that I really like. And this is the one. And if, if it's, if I don't get in, it's not meant to be. And they're like, okay, well, you know, you need to have a plan B. So, um, <laughs> and that's happened many times, you know, in life where I'm like, no, this is the one, like, this has to be the one. And, you know, it didn't really have backup plans, but, um, you know, knock on wood, a lot of times things things worked out. So, Good. yeah. So ended up getting into, um, to the program and, um, and did my a master's. I actually did a, a dual degree in, um, public health, it, focusing on health communications and then, um, my master's in nutrition and, uh, food policy. Oh, wow. So, it was a great program. And, you know, of course, as, as I'm going through my master's, I'm seeing all these, um, these great dietitians that, um, or these great nutritionists that, that, that are RDs. And I'm like, okay, I really need to, you know, if I'm going to be respected in the nutrition world and do what I want to do, I really need to become a registered dietitian. So while I, um, was doing my master's, I, um, I took, I went back and, um, went to UMass Boston and took all those courses that I should have taken as an undergrad. Oh I did. Gosh. I was going to ask how that worked because I was uh -huh. like, well, did you end up having to go back and <laughs> do all those yep. sciences? <laughs> yep, I did. And you know, I mean, I don't know how your brain works, but like those class, I, I don't know, like that stuff doesn't come naturally to me. No. So no. me either. 
Okay. Yeah. So it's, and, and, you know, some dietitians it does, and that's amazing, but I'm like, I'm completely not, I'm just not a, a science person. I'm not a clinical person. So it was really, those, those courses were really hard, but I got through them barely. Um, but I got through. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's what's important, right? You passed. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, so, so ended up, um, let's see, going through, I, um, did my master's and then was finishing up, uh, DPD courses. And then similar to, similarly to the Tufts program, I, you know, I found a great internship that, um, that seemed like the perfect fit for me because I knew I didn't want to go the clinical route. And I heard a lot, a lot of dietitians at that point in time, cause I had spoken to a lot of, you know, had a lot of mentors and spoken to a lot of dietitians, um, just about, you know, career paths and stuff. And, you know, I said, I really don't want to, I'm not a clinical person. I, I, you know, spending a year in a hospital would be a real challenge for me. I'm not a fan of hospitals and, um, you know, just, I, I would not enjoy that experience. And, um, you know, most people said, well, just, you know, you got to do that, that clinical, um, you got to have that clinical experience and, um, ended up finding the Simmons college program, um, which is more community based and, you spend, I think it's like nine months or something, but you spend, um, like a couple months, um, one to, I guess a couple months at, you know, a variety of different, um, but, you know, you go to the office of elder affairs, the department of public health, um, you do clinical for a couple, a couple months and you just kind of bounce around to get, you know, this, um, broad based community experience. And, so I ended up getting matched to that program and it was awesome. Um, and it was just, you know, the, um, I did spend two or three months. I can't remember, um, the time frame, but I, I spent time at children's hospital in Boston, which, you know, was, um, really challenging for me just, you know, seeing the little munchkins there, um, so sick and, you know, but also an amazing experience because of the, like the staff, you know, the, the amazing dietitians there and, you know, the doctors and all the staff, um, at the hospital, but, you know, it was, it was, um, a hard time for like mentally and, um, emotionally, I found that really challenging. Um, and then let's see, am I, am I being too long winded? No, for you? no, not at okay. all. I love okay. it. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so interrupt me at any point, please. Um, so I ended up, um, when I was doing my dietetic internship, you know, I'm like, okay, what's next, right? Like what, you know, what's on my, um, what kind of jobs am I going to look for? Where am I going to look for them? And, um, and again, I went back to sort of, um, I, you know, I would have loved to work for a food company or, um, or a magazine and, you know, started looking at, at jobs. There weren't many, mm-hmm. um, there weren't many out there, but, you know, just started to keep my eyes and ears open. And I actually was, um, shopping. I, I shopped at Shaw's supermarkets, which is a, um, and I lived in the back bay in Boston at the time. Hi bud. Um, and the grocery grocery store where I shopped, I heard, um, and I, I had been thinking about, um, about retail dietitians, but I actually don't know if I even knew that that was an option. I don't think there were many of, um, many retail RDs at the time. I guess this was like 2006, 2007. Um, 
And, you know, I was thinking like, gosh, it would be great to have like a dietitian at the supermarket. And, you know, I wonder if they have those things. And, and then I was shopping one day and I heard, you know, on the in-store radio, which I know, you know, well, probably yes. you probably have your voice on. The <laughs> <All IV>. time. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so I heard this girl, you know, like, Hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm the Shaw's wellness coach, um, you know, and then give some like nutrition or health tip or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, they have, they have a dietitian. And so I, you know, quickly went online and I looked her up and I'm like, who is this girl? That's awesome that they have one. And, you know, maybe they need another one. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, um, that she was a fitness instructor, which is awesome. Um, and she was a wellness coach, but she wasn't a dietitian. Um, but she was giving all of this, you know, nutrition information. And I'm like, Hmm, like they really, they really need a dietitian. I mean, you know, it's great that they have this wellness coach, but you know, what the heck, um, you know, how can I trust what, what this, um, what this woman, you know, what this lady is saying about, um, you know, whatever health, whatever nutrition tip she's giving. So I ended up sending them an email, you know, saying, you guys really need to have a, a dietitian. You know, do you need one? I'm, you know, I, I'm, uh, I am one. I'd love to <laughs> come chat. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to come chat. Um, so I, and then ironic, I don't think I heard anything back. And then a couple of weeks went by and I saw a job posting through, it might've been like, FCP or something like that. One of the, um, one of the practice groups, um, you know, job postings and it was, it was for a retail dietitian in the Boston area. Um, but it didn't say which one. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know, this is, this is great. This is great timing. So ended up interviewing and, um, and it was actually for a marketing company. I don't know if you've heard of promo point marketing. They're not really around much anymore. Uh -uh. But, um, so it was a, uh, like an, um, a marketing company that hired dietitians and then placed them in retailers. So basically like I, so I got hired to, to be the Shaw's registered dietitian. Um, and I sat in Shaw's and I worked with like to everyone else, I was a Shaw's, um, employee, but I actually worked for an outside marketing company. Interesting. So you didn't even know it was for Shaw's when you interviewed. Correct. Interesting. Yes. So it was one of those things that was, um, you know, I don't, I think it was, it was meant to be, it was like, and, and the cool thing was, but sometimes not the not so cool thing is like, that was like the most awesome job ever. I mean, you know, as a, as a supermarket dietitian, your role is so varied and there's so many exciting things going on and you get to help so many people like, because everybody shops for food. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was a, it was a a cool job. So I, I basically landed my dream job out of, um, out of right out of grad school, which, you know, I was extremely, extremely lucky, you know, one of those things where you're in the right place at the right time and you hit it off with, um, really well with the people that you're interviewing with. And yeah, so I didn't know it was, um, it was for Shaw's and, um, but it was, and ended up starting there. and the wellness coach actually didn't last, um, last for, I think she was there for two more weeks because they, they hired me as, um, to kind of manage this program. It was a vendor funded program. So to be the dietitian and to do all the nutrition communications work, um, and then this other gal would do, you know, any of the fitness 
type stuff that Shaw's would do or, you know, fit, writing fitness articles and um, contributing to their newsletter and, you know, doing any social media and events and things. We would kind of be like a duo. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but she didn't last very long. So, um, so then I, she was like, Oh no, (laughs) Jenny is way smarter than I am in nutrition. I'm in trouble. (laughs) Oh God, no. But I think she like, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the sad part is I think she, she got hired for a job that was way like to your point. Yeah. She knew nothing about, well, she, she knew a little bit about nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. Like just as a, um, a general person and as a, a fitness instructor. But yeah, I think she was a little bit over her head sure. as far as um, what the role entailed because the role was very, very, you know, broad and um, yeah, and you need the, you need the nutrition expertise of a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so there began, you know, kind of my, my career and um, my love for, you know, all the, um, all the vendor partners. And I actually, I sat in merchandising. Where do, do you sit? Where do you sit? Actually in the store? Yes, I'm in the store. So okay. I was going to ask, were you like a corporate dietitian then, or were you actually mm-hmm. in a store? Yeah. So I was a corporate dietitian. Okay. So Shaw's at the time, I mean, so much has changed since I started. It was gosh, like 12 years ago. Um, but I got hired as the corporate dietitian. So I think there was like, I don't know, like 175 stores at the time. Wow. Um, so I sat at the, um, in Mass- the headquarters were in Massachusetts, what's Bridgewater, Massachusetts. And I sat in merchandising okay. and I worked with all the, um, you know, all the, the different desks within merchandising. So the organic desk and dairy and, um, you know, all those guys and gals. And, um, we basically worked with all the vendor partners, um, to fund the program. Um, and, and we had like an end cap in every store that was, you know, with items handpicked by me. Um, and then we did a newsletter that, you know, featured a lot of the vendor products and had a lot of recipes and, you know, health and fitness articles and things. Um, and then worked closely with marketing, um, but really was, um, was pretty ingrained, you know, within merchandising and did also actually worked very closely with, um, with HR doing employee wellness stuff okay, and with the communi- communications department. So we did a lot of media at the time and we had an agency that, that did a lot of the pitching for media segments. Um, but I did work closely with, with communications to, you know, for events and, um, uh, speaking engagements and, you know, different media, um, opportunities. So were you kind of pulled all over then like where they were located or did you kind of stay in a central location and just kind of do more local interaction? Yeah, great question. So, um, yes. And, and I was definitely pulled all over for sure. Um, (laughs) because there were stores up in, you know, based in Massachusetts, but stores as, you know, in, in Northern Maine, I can't remember how far North um, they went. So I would do some stuff, um, around the new England States, but really, um, for the most part, I stayed in Massachusetts and really Eastern Massachusetts. Um, and I did some store events, but I would say most of the stuff was, we tried to do as much as we could through like, um, uh, through in-store radio, you know, doing weekly, changing up the weekly messages, um, over the in-store radio and, and doing these, having these different items on sale, um, and doing the newsletter, we had a newsletter that was on this end cap in every store. 
So we tried to do a lot of those, you know, more mass communication type things. So I couldn't, you know, just because I couldn't be everywhere, Um, you know, but (laughs) what'd you say? There was just one of you. So no way. Yes. Yes. But I remember. So didn't you have, did you say you had like a life size? um, Yes. Or your your face in in your store or something? Yes. Everywhere. On balloons, on poster. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. Um, it's awesome because then you're so recognizable in store. It um, is. That is, a, that is a good point. Yes. But then you're also recognizable when you're at the bar having a cocktail yes. after work. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Which shows even better though that you're a real person, right? right? Like you're, yes, yes. You're and the dietitian, but you also have a life outside of, um, of the store. Right. Um, that's so funny. I know it's, that's, that's so true. Um, so at one point, did you have kind of in-store marketing, like you're the dietitian, even though you're not physically there, but you had pictures of yourself and marketing. Yes, exactly. So, you know, on the, on the newsletters and one time, um, there was somebody had a brilliant idea to create life-size, um, well, they were actually slimmed down versions of myself. Um, <laughs> life-size, yeah, life-size, except a little bit shorter, slimmed down, and they were uh, newsletter holders. So we had a life-size Jenny in every store throughout New England. Um, awesome. <laughs> which is hilarious. And my parents have like two in their garage. It's probably like <laughs> rotting away, but they're like, someday we're going to pull this out. Like, I don't know, maybe for my 40th birthday or something. That would um, be amazing. You have to get yeah. your picture taken with it. And that's yes. just like your announcement for your party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like, so like, I don't know. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, what were we thinking? And they actually, they had to get, get taken down though, because some of them, um, were getting like mustaches drawn on them and stuff. They were like, like, yeah, people were, you know, um, not doing very nice things to the, to the, um, Jenny Sandies or whatever we call them. So yeah, that's not good. No, (laughs) how rude. (laughs) Oh, so yeah. So I don't remember where I was going, but, um, yeah, so, so, uh, so I kind of was, was all over the place. Um, and more so, um, more so like department wise, I feel like I was pulled in a million different directions, like, you know, supporting merchandising and marketing and HR and the stores, you know, cause the stores, um, as you know, well, you know, they always want to do these health and wellness events and, you know, support the local 5k and all of that, which is awesome. Um, but I found that I had to say no a lot just because, you know, I was one person. Right. So that was a challenge, but, um, ended up being the role changed. So, um, super value had owned Shaw's and, um, they ended up taking our program and we had a couple other dietitians taking our program in house and got rid of the marketing program or the marketing agency that I worked for. So I ended up being hired internally for Shaw's, but, um, in a different role and took over, the other East Coast super value banners, which at the time were Acme Markets in Philly um, or the Pennsylvania area, Farm Fresh in Virginia, and then um, shoppers in like the D.C., Maryland area. Wow. So I ended up taking over those 
those banners. And then the role really changed to me doing mostly media. Um, you know, I would fly down regularly to, to, um, farm fresh or shoppers and do, you know, like segments on heart health or whatever, um, whatever the theme was of the month. And we did a lot of, a lot of pitching media and we got a lot of media traction, especially not so much in the Boston area, but more so, um, down South a little bit. So that was pretty cool, but it was a lot of travel and, you know, thank goodness I wasn't, um, at that time I, you know, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I, um, I was just kind of, you know, career was my focus, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, so, you know, that changed a little bit and then, you know, did more social media and still did a lot of the in-store radio, but very few, um, very few local events and, you know, less stuff for, um, for, HR, you know, less stuff for the employees and things and really focus on the large scale stuff. So, um, and then there were three dietitians for all the super value banners. I guess there were maybe like 12, something like that, um, across the country. And it was myself and, um, and the, these two, two other great dietitians. And then we ended up being, there was another acquisition and then we got laid off the dietitians, all of health and wellness. We were part of a larger health and wellness team that was out in Minneapolis and they laid off the whole health and wellness department, which. Oh my gosh. Seriously? Yeah. Yes, it was crazy because it was at the time where, um, where retail dietitians really were gaining so much traction and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the retailers were saying like, these are, you know, these, this is our, these are our spokespeople. These are our, um, you know, our trusted advisors in the stores mm-hmm. and they were helping, you know, customers so much and doing so, you know, so much with local events and really the face of the stores. So we were like, are you like, are you kidding? Are you, you know, we thought it would never happen because we thought we were so vital to the organization. Yeah. Um, and we weren't. Um, so that was a huge, huge shock and, you know, major, major change. Um, so yeah. So then, um, ended up, I had worked closely with a PR agency when I was with super value and they did most of the pitching for any of the media segments that I did. And they ended up having an opening for a director, um, within their Boston office. And I knew that I had heard, um, all different things about PR agencies. Um, and I knew that, you know, it probably wasn't the best fit, but also my husband, we had just gotten married and, um, we were thinking about buying a Cape house. Um, and you know, it really uh, probably wasn't a good thing to go unemployed for, you know, who knows how long. And I wasn't really at a point where I could start my own business. And, you know, I, I figured we figured that it was probably the best decision to, to accept. Um, I interviewed and, you know, and accepted the job and we figured that was probably the best route to go. And so ended up working for a PR agency doing supporting, um, one of Shaw's, uh, biggest competitors in the New England region, which was, yes, uh-huh. but it was, thank goodness it was in like a totally different, you know, I, it, I wasn't working as a dietitian. Gotcha. Um, really I was support, you know, I was doing some nutrition communications work, but it was mostly like public relations. Um, so, but it was, it was very awkward just because, you know, I still had great friends at Shaw's and sure. you know, whatever, but, that would be hard. um, yeah, it's a small, um, you know, a small food world, but, um, so I ended up doing PR work for like a year and a, 
probably almost two years. Um, and it was really, that was probably the hardest, um, work-wise, the hardest two years of my life, just because, you know, it's one of those things, one of those decisions that, you know, in your gut, you're not going to be happy at a job. And I probably should have gone in into it with a better, um, <laughs> sorry, Luca's playing the little, um, okay. little bells. <laughs> We love love your kid. Yeah. If you don't follow Jenny on Instagram, you have to follow her because her kids are the sweetest, most horrible things ever. (laughs) Thank you. They are. They're they're so sweet and they're so crazy. Um, And (laughs) yeah, they're awesome. We actually, right before I hopped on the phone with you, we had a little incident um, with Lexi. She, she picked some flowers at the beach and she was carrying this glass vase and she fell with it in her hand and got the little girl got a little, some little cuts on her hand and I felt terrible. Uh, um, but anyhow, thanks bud. Thanks for the music. That was good. I liked the intermission. (laughs) (laughs) And appreciate that. Yes. Um, So, so the, the PR position, it was, it was hard. It was one of those, you know, gut decision, one of those decisions that, you know, you kind of know in your gut that, um, may not be the best, but you do it anyhow. And, you know, I, I knew very well that it wasn't the right choice, but whatever. So I was there for, um, it, it was hard. It was, I was there, um, and about halfway through, I guess my time there, I started, um, I had started my blog when I was at Shaw's, but I never really gave it a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of focus or effort. And I, you know, while I was, um, in the PR job, you know, I really started focusing more on the weekends and at night and, you know, doing more, uh, food photography and recipe development. And, you know, I kind of needed an outlet because I wasn't getting, I'm a very creative person and, um, and I love food and I love the nutrition world and I wasn't getting what I needed from my job. Um, and so I started doing more stuff on the side. Um, and then I started doing some recipe development on the side which was awesome. And at least that kept me going, you know, cause there were days I would come home and, you know, I'd come home crying from my job mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I don't want to go back to work, yeah. you know, to my uh, crying to my husband. And, you know, I think of, you know, I just, um, it was hard, sure. but, um, not, yeah. So, so I started building up some stuff on the side, you know, just because I knew I wasn't going to last very much longer doing what I was doing. Um, and I was doing a lot of travel, um, with the PR job. And also it was like, it was super, super stressful and a lot of really late nights and just high stress, like super, um, short time frame on everything. And I just don't work well with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, um, I ended up giving my notice. Well, I got pregnant and, um, which was planned, but I, I got pregnant and ended up giving my notice. Um, once I had enough stuff built up on the side. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, had my blog kind of going, had a couple of side gigs going and then, Hey bud, (laughs) can you you go into the other room? My love, (laughs) I wish you could see him right now. He's riding an airplane. Um, It's an airplane that, that um, makes a lot of noise yeah. as you can hear. Yeah. Okay. Go on out. Thank you. So ended up starting my own, um, my own business and then, you know, sort of built it, built it from there. But I had Luca um, and, and, and once I was working from home, I, um, 
I just, I, I love the flexibility that it, that it could give. So started the, started my own business and started building up the, um, the recipe development stuff. And, you know, things kind of changed. Like I, you know, I went from doing a lot of the media and a lot of the, um, events and things to, you know, being able to do more stuff at home and, um, and, you know, have done some big projects for California walnuts and, um, just finished a big project for Planet Oat. They just launched a, a really delicious oat milk. Um, so did a, all of their recipes and food photography and, um, yeah. So now, you know, with two, with two little ones, um, mainly that's where my focus is. I still do some nutrition communication communications consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say my focus, you know, right now is, is recipe development and, and food photography and, and my blog and, um, and managing the, the two little babes. Absolutely. That, well, that's a lot. <laughs> I think you're doing yes. a fantastic job of it. My, I just, how did you even get, I like knowing that you like, you know, recipes and thing and cooking and things like that. You know, I think a lot of people yeah. are like, how do you, how do you get, those people to pay you to write recipes or do recipe development? Like, how do you put yourself out there and get kind of noticed for that? Yeah. Um, you know, now I would say it's more like social media, you know, on Instagram, there's so many amazing food photographers and amazing recipe developers. But, um, when I was doing it, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, I start one of my first, um, one of my first clients, which is still a client now, is Drew's Organics, and they do organic salsas and salad dressings. Um, and they're based in Vermont. And you know, I just started. I actually, I actually got um, that gig from somebody that used to work with me. Actually, a, a vendor that used to work uh, that I worked closely with at Shaw's um, had a friend that did public relations and she needed, um, she did PR for Drew's and they needed, like, she knew that Drew's needed recipes and images, uh, recipes and, um, and food photography to go along with it. And she thought maybe some like nutrition work down the line and, you know, maybe some article writing for their websites and such. So ended up connecting the two, you know, uh, connecting me with Drew's and they've just, they've been, um, a longstanding client for the past couple of years, which is awesome. Um, so gosh, I would say even, um, you know, looking at my other, like, uh, the other clients have also come through connections that have come from, you know, previous positions. So Shaw's, um, you know, working at, working at a retailer and especially like when I was at the corporate level, I just met so many, you know, like contacts from PepsiCo and, um, and, um, oh my gosh, all of them that, uh, uh, wild blueberries and, you know, the oat people and there's so much, you know, how many thousands of food, amazing food companies are there out there? And I was able to connect with so many of them just because I worked with them on a regular basis when I sat in merchandising at Shaw's. Um, so a lot of those contacts like hood, um, which owns planet oat, Every year when I was at Shaw's, we would do a cook-off, a hood cook-off. And I was one of the, um, we basically had consumers from around New England submit recipes and then they would come and uh, the best recipes were chosen. And these, um, these customers would come and, and basically, you know, engage in a cook-off. And then the winner got like $10,000 or something like that. And I was one of the judges for many years in a row. And that contact at hood, um, you. you know, we... 
we kept in touch. Yeah. And, and remembered me and now knows, you know, what I do. And so, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of business has come through them that way. And, um, you know, similarly, um, other things just like that. So it's funny cause I've written, you know, now, now doing consulting, it's, my husband always says it's, it's like an EKG, right? Like some months are amazing and other months you, you have no business. Um, and a lot of my stuff is, um, I do, you know, month to month or, you know, it's, uh, regular, you know, either quarterly contracts or, um, month, uh, annual contracts where I'm doing things every month. But a lot of it too is, you know, one-time projects. Um, but a lot of stuff has come through, you know, the, these, um, these previous contacts, you know, either from Shaw's or the, you know, the role in PR or, you know, um, or friends of, of friends that have recommended me for certain things. So, you know, as far as, um, as getting started in recipe development, like writing pitches to some of these companies, you know, that was what I was going to say, you know, showing them your great work. Um, but a lot of my, the majority of my business comes from, you know, these previous contacts and very few pitches that I've written, you know, where I'm passionate about a company and really want to do work for them, whether it's, um, writing or this recipe development, um, most of the stuff really hasn't come from the pitches. It's come from the other stuff. Interesting. So Interesting. I'm going to move to another room. <laughs> very musical today. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, uh, so have you, has your blog always been my Cape Cod kitchen then? Is that kind of what you originated with? Um, you know, it's funny that you asked that because yesterday my sister was like, I was watching some old YouTube videos of you and Adrian. So it, it used to be called 30 seconds with A and J, um, and you know, Adrian and Jenny. Um, and that was back, uh, many, you know, when I first started it and we had some like local, we were living in Rhode Island at, at the time and we had some local artists like create a caricature of us. And that was like on the home. It was, it was horrendous. Like if I looked at it now, I'd be like, Oh my God. Um, but the, pre- yeah, it was horrible. The premise was, um, you know, doing these really short, like recipe videos in 30 seconds, which was actually sort of ahead. You know, we were a little bit ahead of our time and a lot of them, which I, I totally forgot about them because it was, you know, like nine years ago, but a lot of them are still on YouTube. And so my sister was like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> have you, have you gone to, to watch those lately? So yeah. So it used to be, um, 30 seconds with A and J. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'll, I'll send you a couple links as long as you promise not to share. I will, I will yeah. but I definitely want to watch that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, well, we had, you know, there were some from, um, my husband used to do a lot of sailing and his parents have a sailboat. And before kids, um, we used to go sailing in the summer times. We would take a couple sailing trips and, you know, a couple of the videos of, of us cooking, you know, on the little grill on the back of a sailboat uh-huh. and stuff. So there is, you know, there's, there's some fun, ridiculous content. <laughs> good memories. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, definitely good memories. Yeah. The times before things were, you know, things were a little little crazier with the little munchkins. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So how did you, how did you also kind of teach yourself with your food photography? You have beautiful food photography. I mean, you make me so hungry every time I look at your beautiful photos, but how did you kind of, did you kind of take a class? Thank you. Like, how did you teach yourself? 
Oh, man. Um, well, thank you so much. First of all, it, it's come a long way, um, but I still I, I still feel like I have so much more to learn. Um, but I guess I started. Um, well, when I when I was at uh, when I was at Shaw's, I did um, one of the things that we did was that newsletter that I mentioned and I did, mm-hmm. you know, uh, recipe de- development for that. And so I would see <laughs> I would see the beautiful pictures that I, that I didn't take, I think we use like stock photos or, you know, um, use some pictures from agencies and things, but, um, I was always interested in, you know, when, when we see food, like to your point, like when you see food that looks beautiful, you want to eat it. Um, and you know, there's, um, especially healthy food, like, you know, it's so hard selling, selling, um, anybody on eating healthy food if it doesn't look really good. And, you know, for so long pictures of healthy food didn't look good. So I guess I, you know, just a lot, a lot of heck of a lot of practice, but also Reagan Jones. Um, I took a couple of her food photography courses and she has, you know, she's, an amazing photographer. Um, and I went to br- blog brulee, uh, gosh, I guess it was like five years ago now and learned a ton. Um, that's a blogging conference for, I think it's, um, it's both dietitians, but also I believe, um, more than dietitians now, I think also healthy food bloggers. And I learned a lot about food photography there as well. Um, and then recently there's a non dietitian, um, who I took a class, an online class from. So a couple of, uh, of Reagan's courses were online, but then, you know, I took some stuff from her in person too. And I think, I believe a couple at Fancy. Um, but of course, you know, the sessions are so short. Um, but Broma Bakery, um, Sarah Fennell of Broma Bakery has amazing food photography. It's, it's bright, it's airy and, you know, totally drool worthy, um, images. And I took her course, it's online, and I think she's still offering it. Um, and I think actually even now she has like a restaurant food photography course too, which, um, you know, there's so much, oh, wow. so much business to be earned in, um, or, uh, so much opportunity in, in restaurant food photography. Um, so I think she, she recently launched that as well. But she has an amazing online um, food photography course for anybody that's kind of looking to um, you know, to up their ante and, and food photography. Um, and her stuff, it's not, you know, it's not healthy. It's a lot of like baked goods and things, but on occasion she does healthier stuff, but it's all the, you know, it's a, the same concept. Sure. Um, so yeah. And then just a, a heck of a lot of practice, but I still, you know, I'm my biggest critic. I still look at the stuff and I'm like, Oh, this is, you know, it, it's, it's not great. Or if, you know, nowadays time is so short, um, that, you know, I don't always have enough time to think about and set up my, my shots. And, um, I'm laughing because, uh, Luca now, so he doesn't nap. He's almost four and he doesn't nap anymore. And that used to be sort of my time in the oh, afternoon yeah. to do my, um, my food photography. And nowadays, you know, I'm still doing it in the afternoon, but I just have my little, <laughs> my little helper. helper with me. And so oftentimes I'm like snapping, um, pictures of you know he's he's trying to help and he like will set out the napkins and you know say oh this looks beautiful and you know he's little my little right hand man but sometimes you know sometimes it's it makes things a little bit more difficult sure well you're you're doing you're doing a great job it would you make it look seamless so i would never guess (laughs) thank you 
I had to laugh one time when I didn't know that you were, um, I think you're recipe testing and you made like how many batches of cookies? I think you said like a oh my God. amount of cookies. Yes. Yes. I wish I could have shared with you. Um, <laughs> I want to eat them. And, every, and, and everybody and anybody listening. Uh, yeah, we made, oh gosh, I, I don't even remember now because I actually had to, I ended up having to make more because I had to um photograph the the recipe um which initially i didn't have to but then they want i i needed to so i mean gosh like my must have been like 20 dozen cookies or something ridiculous like that um and gosh they are good that was actually for um for planet oat i used a dark chocolate oat milk and the cookies are they're gluten-free um they are nut free and dairy free. Um, and so, you know, that poses a big challenge and we don't do a lot, you know, we're not a gluten free household. We don't, with the exception of my mother or my mother-in-law actually has celiac disease. So when she's here, oh, okay. um, we are, but, um, so I don't often bake gluten free. Um, so, um, you know, that ended up being a little bit more of a challenge than, um, than just with the regular cookie, but yeah, those are, those are good. If anybody wants that recipe, it's on the planet, um, the planet website and it's like a dark chocolate, double dark chocolate cookie. Ooh, yummy. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. So do you often, is that kind of like generally for you for recipe development? Is it making the recipe multiple, multiple, multiple times? Yeah, it depends on what it is. Um, so there was it. I would say usually at least three times, sometimes four, sometimes more. Um, I did a, a, a big project last year for California Walnuts where I was doing a um, the recipe had to meet the American uh, Heart Association guidelines. Oh, and it was like a, a pulled chicken recipe, and it actually they they have a big lunch campaign going on right now. And it's part of, um, one of my recipes is part of that lunch campaign. Actually, most of, most of those recipes are, um, are mine. The photography is not, but the recipes are. And this particular pulled chicken, I couldn't get the sodium just right. So we ended up, I I probably made it maybe like eight times, maybe more, Wow. you know, and for, for a variety of different testers, you know, for my family and friends and, um, and my parents came up and we had it twice. And, oh, wow. um, you know, so sometimes, sometimes, uh, family and friends are blessed by, um, being the recipe testers and other times, you know, they're like, do we really have to eat this again? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, but you, but that's kind of extreme. Usually, yeah, usually I would say on average three or four times. And for the blog, sometimes it's less, you know, if it's something where we, we make it all the time, I'm just finally getting around to sharing it on the blog. Then, you know, if obviously it's, I've made it a zillion times before, so I might make it twice, you know, just to make sure that it looks good. And then, you know, and then it goes up. Very good. And then I have to ask too, so you tell me about your, like your seafood is a big part of your just health and nutrition and life. So how did you like food? Has it always been something that you've enjoyed kind of working with and eating yourself or was it something that you kind of accustomed yourself by moving out to the East Coast? So great question. Um, and the truth is I've always loved, um, I've always loved seafood, not all kinds of seafood, but I always have. Um, it's actually funny and embarrassing that 
um, when we lived in Cincinnati, you know, obviously you're landlocked there. Um, there's not a lot of uh, fresh seafood available, although, you know, now you can ship it, you know, ship anything so quickly. But um, I used to. I'm sorry. I hope it's not. I hope it's not really loud on your end. I think it is. And I'm sorry. No, you're definitely dominant. So you're good. Okay. Um, so when we had special occasions, you know, uh, living out in Cincinnati, you know, Red Lobster was out there. Oh, yeah. And I like lobster. Lobster has always been one of my favorite foods. Right. Like my parents shouldn't have given it to me as a child because they're the one, you know, like I became kind of obsessed with it. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love lobster? Right. Um, so I would beg them to take me to Red Lobster. And, you know, I don't know if Red Lobster, like I, I don't want to badmouth Red Lobster, but, you know, around here, you would never go to Red no. Lobster. You know, I'm going to go to. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, and I do they have in do they have red lobster in Iowa? They do, but they're they're very okay. few and far between. So okay, mm-hmm. okay. So you know, it's not really like in Cincinnati. You know, we had great rib joints. There's amazing food, but like red lobster is not one of like I don't know the top restaurants. But I would I would like please can we go there on my birthday and like to any celebration? Um, so I would beg them to take me there. Uh, and it was so good, but you know, uh, nothing like the, uh, you know, being on the East coast. Oh, no. And then, um, I always loved, uh, swordfish as a child too, but I would dip it in ketchup. Um, but it was like, it was like my favorite. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like any proper child would do. Um, <laughs> but it was like my favorite thing. And I, you know, I don't want to ask my mom how young I was to be eating it. Cause you know, like mom, did you know about the mercury content, but whatever, you know, I was, I'm fine. <laughs> You turned out. Okay. I turned out fine. <laughs> I think, kind of. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so you know, see, and obviously, it's taken. Um, you know, with with so many food blogs out there, and so um, so many different focus areas. You know, it's something that um, you know we all should be eating more seafood if we like it for better health, and it you know it's so good for our for our heart and for our brain health, and you know there's so many different benefits, and it's so um, delicious. And as as long as you're eating eating it sustainably, which you know nowadays the majority of the um, of the seafood. Um, sold, you know, uh, you can always find sustainable choices, right? Um, But sometimes it's hard to know um, where to... I feel like most of the grocery stores do a good job at only selling sustainable um, seafood. I think that that's kind of been a a pretty dominant thing that grocery stores are kind of going for. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. So it's... um, you know, it's definitely something where uh, we eat a ton of seafood. You know, we probably eat seafood, I don't know, three or four times a week, sometimes more in the summertime, um, just because we have such ama- you know, amazing seafood yeah. shacks around here and, and all of that. So um, it's definitely taken a, a larger focus on the blog because I want to be able to give people different ways to, um, you know, more exciting and tasty ways, um, to eat seafood and not just, you know, your boring fish and chips or, you know, your, um, regular old grilled salmon. And so a challenge to myself is really to focus on, um, on, you know, trying to showcase seafood in in different ways. Um, and of course with kids now, I mean, Lexi's a pretty good, um, eater of any, any type of protein that we give her, but Luca recently has taken kind of a shift to only eating beans and, uh, like mainly plant-based, which is fine, but you know, I would love for him to eat, eat, he hasn't been eating salmon and 
and other things. So for me, it's, you know, a challenge to try to um, prepare seafood in ways that the kiddos are really going to, you know, enjoy too. Well, and honestly, like that take that you that you have on it works really well for my customers because it's a hard sell for people when it comes yeah. to seafood, especially probably in Iowa, just because it's, you know, people don't, they're not adventurous here in Iowa. And right. I, the, your recipes, they have completely helped my practice because I share them with people are like, oh, that was really good. It was very approachable. It tasted great. Like, they're they're helpful for me. So I don't know if they're helping anyone else, but they're helping oh. me with my practice. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. Um, that's really good to hear because it's tough. You know, it's um, I think people do. People are intimidated by it. And, you know, um, and if you can show them a simple, approachable way to um, to cook it at home, I think that's, you know, that's really helpful and may take away some of that um some of that, you know, scary factor. But I think, you know, I think too, it's often, seafood is often considered more expensive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's obviously not always the case, but, you know, people don't want to ruin these amazing scallops, you know, these expensive scallops they just got. Um, But, you know, it's also like scallop, you know, when people talk about, uh, say that about scallops, um, you know, I remember talking to customers at Shaw's and, you know, I'm like, yeah, but they cook like they could be your fastest weeknight meal ever. Like you just have to stand by the stove and pan saute them and they're ready in like three minutes. Like, you know, and, and you know, you serve them with a salad and some, you know, crusty bread or whatever. And you have a meal that's so, so quick mm-hmm. um, and healthy and, you know, tasty and all of that. So I think it's just, you know, getting them to, to try it once or twice and then, you know, becoming more of a, of, of a routine in their everyday. Because chicken and, you know, beef and everything gets, you know, things things can get old. So, it, you know, there's so much variety in seafood. And I have to say, Anna, I think of you often because I'm like, gosh, I have to get a mussels recipe. You like, you know, <laughs> as I'm planning all of my recipes, which planning now sometimes is so hard. Um, but I, I think of you, you know, when you ask me like, Jen, do you have any muscle yeah. recipes on your site? And I'm like, no, like, how can I not have any muscle recipes? So, well, um, and okay. anytime that you want me, if you start whipping up a recipe, I will be happy to try it out at my home for you and let awesome. you know how it turns out because I, fan of muscles and I was like, Courtney's got to have one. She's like the seafood queen. (laughs) I wish that I did. I know. But now that's my challenge. I I need to. And, you know, the only reason I don't is probably because I don't think the kids would touch them, but like maybe they would. Um, So I just I I need to do it. And I love mussels, too. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, that's my promise to you is to get one up in the next couple of months and, and you'll be my tester. And I know you have your I think I saw a picture of you. In your seafood department, with was it mu- a bag of mussels that you were holding yes, up? Yes, my, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, so my my seafood manager is awesome, and he and I try to do like cooking stuff together. So anything we your your scallop, how you, how you recommend like searing scallops? I taught the mm-hmm. whole seafood department how to do it, and now they all. They're like, this is the best recipe. It's so easy. We did a class with it. So yours is. Oh, that's awesome. That's, um, that's amazing. That's so good to hear. You have to tell them, I don't know if it's probably my favorite recipe on the blog is my favorite summer recipe is, um, scallops with this corn and tomato salad. That's like my, 
Oh, it is just like I can eat that every single day. That's the most amazing thing. So if anybody listening likes scallops and wants to try that one, um, or just try a recipe from the blog, do that yeah. one because it's, um, yeah, it's my favorite. I'll have to do a food experience with that at the store because, you know, corn in Iowa, you know, that's the perfect style. So we'll have to do yes, that. Yes, but you don't like corn. I know. I just remembered that. I was like, oh, I like what? to share it with people. I'm if I get them to eat scallops, I'm all for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. And just take, yeah, you, we'll make you a different kind of salad. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think it's so. Your background is so interesting, and in how you got into dietetics, but also just where you come with just your passion for cooking and your passion for recipe development and just sharing food with people. Cause I feel like that just screams you, you just love to share food. And I think yeah. that's the best part about you. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's um, yeah. Well, food is such a big part of our lives and you know, it's funny with the kiddos and stuff. It's um, you know, we have my son and I, um, Luca and I make usually in the afternoons, you know, we make, we either bake cookies or we make muffins or we have like a smoothie date or, you know, um, That's awesome. it's just, it's, um, it's fun, you know, sharing it with, with the kiddos too. And, you know, now we, um, we're growing, you know, all these different vegetables. We'll see how they turn out, but, um, in our, we have a, a big garden in the back. So we're, you know, he helped me plant the seeds and, you know, now we're watching everything grow and it's just, um, it's neat to share that because he's so much more likely, like usually he won't, um, eat tomatoes. You know, we get them at the grocery store. Um, you know, he'll, he's kind of, um, hot or cold with them, but like he'll go out in the garden. Our tomatoes aren't ready this year yet, but he'll go out in the garden, you know, last year and he ate like a hundred of them in one sitting, like, you know, so it's, it's such a great way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. It makes a difference. And he had such a, yeah, it does. Um, so, and we have a local farm that we go to where he gets to pick, <clears throat> see the animals and pick, you know, berries and, and things. So yeah, food is a big part of, you know, our life, but, but everybody's and it is um, the best thing. You know, with family and friends is sitting around the table and, and sharing good food. So I agree. And one day we will get to do that. <laughs> yes, soon this year. We must. I'm just, I seriously, I'm just going to show up at your house one day and be like, hey, Teddy, I'm here. <laughs> we would love that. Come in through the side door. I'll leave it open. Okay. Your room, your room is ready. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Well, I to be mindful of your time, too. I know that you are a busy woman. And I just have to ask my hard questions now, which I ask yes. everybody. Share awesome. with me your favorite foods that you enjoy. Okay. Um, so you heard my, uh, my, probably my first, my ultimate favorite food, and that's lobster yeah. um, and scallops. <laughs> And ice cream for sure. Um, like vanilla ice cream, which is so boring, but you know, I love vanilla ice cream. I love artichokes and mushrooms and, um, yes. oh, thanks, Luca. <laughs> yeah, all those good, all that, all that good stuff. I'm gonna always think of you when I see a red lobster now. I wonder if they they used to have like those cheddar biscuits. I wonder if they still have those cheddar biscuits. Yes. (laughs) I had a client who would seriously just go there for the cheddar biscuits. So (laughs) not even for them. They were really good. That's hilarious. None of the seafood, just the biscuits. None of the seafood, just biscuits and a salad. That's all she would order. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, They are great. 
share with me some drinks, beverages that you enjoy. Ooh. Um, okay, so coffee, obviously. I, I wouldn't be able to live without coffee. <laughs> Regular in the morning and then um, decaf in the afternoon. I always have... I always have a um, ice decaf yeah. coffee in the afternoon. That's so good. I um, love iced coffee. Uh, isn't it the best? Mm-hmm. Are you an iced coffee drinker in the morning too, no, or just afternoon. in the afternoon? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Like it's it's so good in the it afternoon. Is. I know. I'm I'm definitely hot, hot all the way in the morning. But yeah, afternoon it's like a like such a treat that I look forward to. Right around this time, actually. It's time. It's time for your iced <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Yep. Luca, can you make me an iced coffee? Um, Someday. Someday. Yeah, exactly. Coming soon. Um, and then, um, and then I love, uh, I used to love red wine, but I actually can't drink it anymore. For some reason I get really bad headaches, Uh but that's a side note. I love, um, I love, uh, Sauvignon Blanc and I, and Prosecco and Cava and like sparkling rose, dry rose. Um, and my favorite, I'm obsessed with this um, uh, sparkling water we drink all the time, but Spindrift. I don't know if you have it out there. Spindrift. The lemon one. So good. Oh my God. It's so good. I, I, I have been obsessed with the grapefruit run one and I, I wasn't going to try lemon because it was, you know, that's boring, but then I tried it. I'm like, Oh my God, this tastes like you're like in Italy, you know, sitting by the water and you're drinking a like freshly squeezed glass of, um, or a, a glass of sparkling water with, with freshly lemon? squeezed lemon. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I like it with vodka too. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, you go. It's very universal. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Morning and night. <laughs> Do you have a favorite color? Ooh, um, I, I think gray. Now, I, I wouldn't have said that, but said gray before, but like anything beachy, like gray, like light blue, like any beachy type color, sand color, um, you know, anything that reminds me of the beach, which as you know, we're kind of obsessed with the beach around here. So yeah. I don't blame you. I want to, I'm seriously, yeah. I really want to, I want to move there. I just need to. Well, you should. I know. I know. That might have to be a trip. Like I've I've been trying to plan some trips of like, okay, if I relocate someday, where am I going to relocate? So I keep going to all these different places. So I need to come your way. Yes, you do. You you totally should. I, you would love it. I mean, the, the weather though is, um, the weather is amazing, you know, for like, I don't know, three, four yeah, months. months of the year. And then the rest of the year, we're like, why do we live yeah. here? That's like um, Iowa, usually. but Iowa, it's like, why do I yeah. live here all year round? It's at least you get the <laughs> beach in the summer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, if, if you think that year round, then yeah, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Time to come over here. But, but, you know, this, this winter actually, um, usually our winters are pretty bad, but this winter was, um, was easy in comparison to, um, previous ones. So well, it wasn't that bad this year, but, but it's a long, you know, it's a long, winter and you don't really have a, um, a spring and yeah, you know how it oh, goes. Yeah. But the summers are summer and fall when you, you should come in, in September or October. That's the best time here Okay, because the, to- the tourists are gone and um, it's the, the water is still warm. You can swim, but the days are, are, are um, you know, it's cool at night, but the days are warm and okay. Yeah. I'm putting it on my radar. So don't be surprised if I show up on your doorstep. Good, good, good. We can't wait. Do you have a favorite scent or a smell? Um, oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, 
probably the a beach smell too, but also the the beach roses right now uh-huh. around here. Like they they smell amazing. It's like this um, sweet smell that always reminds you of summer um, when the the sun like hits the beach roses and puts off this amazing scent and like the salty air. It's so nice. Um, and then lavender too. We have lavender growing in the garden. Oh, nice. It smells so good. Yeah. And you know, any fre- like basil and mint and you know, any of the fresh herbs I love yeah, too. Herbs smell good. I do like the smell. Yes. <laughs> and I'm I can kind of guess what you're gonna say to this last question, but what brings you joy in life? Oh boy. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah, you can probably guess <laughs> what brings me joy and what drives me crazy, um, both at the same time. It's a good balance. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, no, but the the kiddos are awesome, and family, and you know, my um, family and friends, and um, but yeah, probably like the kiddos are. It's just it's awesome to. Um, you can almost feel like reborn. I don't know. That's kind of weird to say, but like um, seeing everything through their eyes, um, you know, when they see stuff for the first time or like start to get stuff for the first time, um, it's really cool. Um, so I would say, you know, just watching them and um, and seeing them like really excited about something is is probably the, the coolest thing ever. Aww. That is awesome. Well, I love seeing life through your eyes, through Instagram. So whoever doesn't follow Jenny, you need to follow her. And I will put that link in my show notes. And I just, I think you're such a great person and you're so inspiring. And I'm so glad we connected on many different ways. And thank you for today. Oh, well, thank you so much. And it was so good to, to, to chat with you live. I feel like I know so much about you, but now I'm like, it was so hard, like not asking you all these questions. Cause I want to ask you all the questions that you were asking me. We'll get there. So I get to do that in, in, in person next we'll time. Be, we'll um, be but in you're, person, you can, we can just reverse the microphones and you can just do that. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Because you should, and then we can put it up yeah. on your, on your pod uh, as a podcast episode, because I'm sure everybody's so curious about you too. I'm a mystery. I love it. Um, <laughs> yes. No, but I, I love following you and I'm so glad that, that we connected and, and you're such an awesome, like I, I love how you showcase so many dietitians that I would have never, like I would have, no, I wouldn't have known about, um, you know, unless it was for you. So thank you for being such a great support for, for dietitians and kind of helping us discover each other um, and inspiring us. So you're awesome. You. And it was so good to chat with yes, you. And, and with Luca too. <laughs> I know. Sorry about no, the background that's okay. noise. I like it. That's, that's life. Like I told you earlier, that's all about life and that's what we roll with. Right. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Jenny. I think it's great her son Luca joined us too. Hopefully you enjoyed that part. Our families are the special components in our lives. So they do shape the people we are and the professionals we are. So I think it's great that he was part of the conversation today. You must go follow Jenny on Instagram. Link in our show notes for her website, her great recipes that she has. It's really hard for me to pick just one, but really the scallops that she, the easy way she cooks scallops is perfection. So if you're scared to do it, go tap into her great resource. 
My website, AnnaElizabethArty.com, is where you can read my latest Embrace the Hell Yeah blog post, as well as all my previous podcast show notes and links to things we talked about during all my conversations with these great nutrition experts. My book is also available to purchase on my website, and there are now 15 CEUs approved for self-study through the CDR, which you can purchase on the website as well. I hope we can connect more on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.